Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Alison Young returns to the podcast. She is an independent qualified beauty expert, but she is also the queen of beauty in my eyes and someone who, after watching her on television for years, and listeners, I know I've said this before, I got to do live presentations with Ali on television. Talk about a career high. Hello, how are you? Oh, hi, and I'm lovely. Thank you very much. Thanks very much for having me again. Oh, you are so, so welcome. It really was, when I think about it, actually, it really was such a career high when to have watched and then to get to actually do live presentations with you. Yeah, and, and then I think sometimes maybe sort of people behind the scenes or they're watching, they sort of don't realise that maybe I'm the same person or I'm just a normal human being behind the scenes as I am in front of the telly. So we chat beauty behind the scenes. We chat ingredients and formulas and, you know, what's happening or top tips, et cetera. That's, that's what we do, isn't it? Yeah, that's actually very, very true. I think a lot of the conversations I have with people on this podcast, like Caroline Hirons, Nadine Baggett, Sally Hughes, I'm thinking of my mates in the beauty industry, you, it's the same conversation that we'd have off tape as well. Yeah, it is like, oh, what's the favorite product or what have you tried or have you tried this or yeah. what are you doing on your hair at the moment? You know, just like the same, you know, we're compulsive shoppers. We might get a lot of free products and, you know, go to labs and work behind the scenes, but can't resist a duty free, can't resist, you know, shopping or buying when we're able to either, either an old favorite or something new. You just can't wait to get it or something like that. Oh, there's nothing like the fix of just like re replenishing your favorite lipstick or finding a new favorite lipstick. I absolutely agree. But you are coming on the podcast today to share your feel good habits. And you are somebody, and I guess we can talk a little bit about the fact you are uh, a television presenter. You've been on QVC presenting beauty for such a long time. And having done it myself I know there's this kind of you've got to have your energy up you've got to have your energy up and so we talk about we're the same on camera the conversations we'd have on camera and off on tape are the same as the ones we'd have off camera and off tape but the energy is definitely a little bit different I think you have to become very skilled at getting into a very positive very upbeat mode so I, I'm guessing that your feel-good habits are going to be pretty rock solid yeah I, I mean certainly because also what, 35 years in the industry and every job I've had has always been strange and funny hours. So I might be, you know, writing articles or writing manuals or checking things through the night or working through the night. I have absolutely no sleep pattern. And yes, when you, when you see me on, that's quite a good description. You know, when I'm on, 
Uh, it's because I'm on for a viewer or I'm on for a follower or I'm on for a customer face-to-face -face or a client in a treatment room, you know, or a brand that I'm working with. You are on, you're giving them your best performance. You're being as good as you can for them because they don't want to hear that you're having it tough or you're exhausted or anything like that. They want to have the information that, that they want to hear from you. So there is a moment when you have to block everything out mm -hmm. and there for them in a way that's quite a bit of a mindfulness in its own right because you're focusing on something else and focusing on something else actually can give you job satisfaction as well but it also does mean that you hit a point where um and I'll get to some points and I'll come home or things like that and I'll say no I'm, I'm just empty I can't talk I'm, 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 I'm completely empty yeah do you think actually sometimes the fact that you get to displace yourself or once remove yourself from whatever might be going on in real life when you're on television, because like you say, you can't stop a presentation and say, oh, I've got a stomach ache. Oh, let's talk about that for a second. You just can't. Do you ever feel that actually getting your mind into a different place helps you deal with the problem at hand? Yeah, it can do, because obviously well, compartmentalizing things is really good and compartmentalizing things has its it's good and it's bad things. It's bad things is that you can put things off that you're meant to be sorting out or doing or thinking about. Uh, but it's good things is that you can then get on with other things. And sometimes when you do switch or you get on with something else, then that actually means that the thing that you're worrying about, you stop worrying about it. And when you go back to it, it's not as bad a problem as you thought. Or if you do go back to it and it is a bad problem, you've then got, you've given yourself some headspace or breathing space to then go back to it properly as well. Mm. I had a, a clinical, uh, no, a neuroscientist on the podcast recently, and we talked about the amygdala and essentially how we're all firing from there, which is very reactive, very knee jerk. And, and to learn how to calm your amygdala, and it's all about taking a beat, as Jackie Collins would say in one of her amazing novels, is taking a beat and slowing things down and actually displacing it by just doing another task is quite an interesting one. Sorry, that's me projecting a feel good habit onto you. But where are we beginning with your feel good habits? Oh, well, my feel good habit and easiest um, one would be there is do something different. You know, for a, a feel good habit is if you're not feeling good in that moment in time, for whatever reason, a bit too stressed, a bit too frenetic, a bit too buzzy or a bit too down or a bit too flat, or you can't, you know, get your head down to do your work or you can't even enjoy the film that you're watching, something like that is you've got to you've got to change something. Um, I always remember my horse trainer Emma, actually saying to me because I've uh, got show jumpers and I breed them. And I was coming around to a fence again and again and again and getting the stride wrong. And the stride is down to the rider. It's not down to the horse. And, you know, I got screamed at, well, do something different. Why do you just keep doing the same wrong thing? And you're like, oh, right. Because I was waiting for instruction, as in put your heels down, do this, hold your reins a bit tighter, do that. And he just absolutely screamed at me, do something different. And that's always stuck in my head. So whenever I'm do I feel like I'm doing something wrong or I feel like something's going wrong, it's like do something different, feed yourself, go in the shower, put a smoky eye on, go and do your hair, walk away from your desk, walk the dogs, you know, just do something different. Yeah. It's so, so true. And I love that as well. Like for me, it might be as regular listeners will know, it might be raking the carpets because I do love to rake my carpets. But I, I'm the same as you. We were talking listeners before we started recording. I will sometimes at three o'clock in the afternoon when you get that kind of lull, instead of going and having another coffee, I'll just kneel on the floor in the office and just use a pair of GHDs and just curl the ends of my hair. And it's amazing how that can push you through to the end of the day. 
Yeah, you know, doing doing something different, as in doing something, because sometimes then you, you can feel as if like, oh, I just want to go to sleep. Um, you know, we all feel like that, especially through the situation and the pandemic that we've all gone through. In, in actual fact, that might be the worst thing. So if I feel like that, another thing that's really helped, um, that would be fantastic, that I recommended to you as well, is that uh, the most revelation of a book is the Mindfulness, a Practical Guide, Finding Peace in a Frantic World, um, from the Oxford Mindfulness Society. And the guys in the cognitive therapy that they wrote, I must have bought 20 of those books. And I physically bought them, I haven't been given any free. Um, and I've given 19 away. And then I have to buy another 10 because I give them away to clients, colleagues, customers. You know, it's in my bag. <laughs> if anyone's going through a bad time or finding it tough, it's the easiest book in the world to read. But it's the most scientifically researched because they double blind tested and proved cognitive therapy to the medical global world. You know, these guys, Mark Williams and Danny Penman that wrote it are gods. Uh, never met them, never spoken to them, but you just open the pages and read their simple and easy language and something clicks mm. and you, you get something. I must have read the book 20 times, 30 times. Um, and, and they've got a, they've got, um, a podcast. So I, I, you'll be pleased to hear, Emma, podcasts as well. <laughs> do something different. If you haven't done podcasts, do that. Changing radio station. You know, I, I recently, um, or was it? It's on my phone here. One of my friends the other day, and you, I would never have done a lot of different things before. Uh, Chris Country, there you go. Just changing your radio station. And quite often, what happens is you will, you just get so stuck doing the same things. But if you're feeling bad or feeling tired or feeling low energy doing the same things, you're just going to feel bad, have low energy doing the same things. So even something as simple as, you know, changing the radio station changes the atmosphere. Um, looking up to the sky, I'm a massive, massive one for daylight. You know, I've always lived in the country. I've always commuted into town, London, wherever it is, or around the world. I can't, you know, I need fresh air. Mm. I need outdoor space. I need, uh, you know, I need blue sky. Um, but sometimes when you're frenetic or you're busy, actually just looking at the sky, you forget to look. And I think that's one thing that you can definitely learn wherever you live is actually, you know, move to a window, look out of the window, look at the sky, but actually look at it and notice it, look at it and empty your mind. You know, and if you're walking the dogs, look at the sky and look at the dogs, don't be on the phone mm. thinking about work, which is an easy option, an easy, an easy out, isn't it, is to do that. Tell me about this book because we listeners, uh, Ali and I were FaceTiming the other night and she told me about it and I bought it immediately and it's sitting on a cushion on my sofa. I have a lot of research to do at the moment for upcoming podcasts. So it's my, it's my recreational read. So I haven't actually picked it up yet, but tell me exactly why you, you like this book so much and in the ways in which it's been helpful for you and why you recommend it to so many people. Well, I think I've had it for absolutely years and of the, you know, mindfulness is, is not new. It's not quirky. It's not weird. It is, you know, it's like yoga, meditation, everything that they've been around since before classical medicine, since before penicillin, they've been around, you know, since humans have been around Anim animals do, you know, these sorts of things naturally anyway, they just have less confusion in their brain. Um, and with this book, of all of the, you know, if I go back to sort of like beauty and therapy and as a qualified sort of beauty therapist and makeup artist, I'm always about making people feel good, making them look good, making them feel happy in their own skin. And when I used to do facials, we go back 35 years ago to like royalty and celebrities, but my 
favorite patients were often double mastectomies or open heart surgery people or people that had uh, amputations as well. They'd come and, and stay in like the Medispa for six, eight weeks, three months, six months. I remember I had the Arab Royal Family for six months with their helicopters. Um, and what would be there when I was doing treatments to switch their brains off, I would do visualization techniques of breathing in and breathing out and different colors and, and giving their brains something else to think about that would make them give them almost a, a respite in their brain and that space that you give yourself. And I didn't know then that that would be a type of mindfulness. No one had sort of captured it like that and no one had proved it like that. And then I've always used or looked at books like that and found them fascinating. Um, but I've always found them very frenetic and very busy um, and very complicated or you know, if it was about a celebrity doing mental health or something like that, it was too much about them rather than just, just tell me a couple of simple things or tell me a couple of simple things I can pass on to clients. And then this book uh, came along, it's recommended by a professional actually, so I know medical professionals actually recommend it and depend on, upon it as well across all medical fractions too, um, because these guys are professors and doctors and they uh, proved with cognitive therapy, double blind testing, you know, little microscope, you know, electrical microscopes and machines to measure brain waves, everything um, about cognitive therapy and how it works. And then it was accepted into the medical fraternity that mindfulness and cognitive therapy is actually a treatment instead of a medication, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for depressions, for mental health illnesses. And Everyone has depression, everyone has mental health illness. And I think, you know, what I've always thought and I've always believed in is that you have physical illness and you have mental illness and you have physical good health and you have mental good health. You know, on a very basic level with females, you know, you have mental maybe good health for two weeks of the month. And for two weeks of the month, your hormones, which are your chemicals in your brain that then stimulate or negative feedback, the chemical of your ovaries, actually affect your moods and you have you know not such good mental health maybe for two weeks if you suffer from PMT um, so mental health is not something different or something that hasn't been there it's just something that maybe hasn't been accepted because you can't see it and you can't do a blood test for it but we all know when we feel down or when we feel up and that's not to belittle someone that's got a very serious um, diagnosis it's just that I think that the more the, the more that diagnosis has become available, the more that mental health is going to be discussed. And it's great it's being discussed and mindfulness now you know, in schools and everything like that. The more that everyone will realize that we all have physical good and bad health and we all have mental good and bad health. It can vary on day to day, minute to minute, month to month, year to year. And it can all have different severities. But I think um, the oh, you got me on a roll now. <laughs> The, the blue light and the frenetic not being able to switch off world that we're living in has brought it to a head. Mm. Without a shadow of a doubt. And I think that's a really good point, actually. We will think about, think about the things that we do every day that we make considerations for our physical health. So it might be that we have, I don't know, a yogurt drink in the morning for our cholesterol, or we do a bit of, bit of exercise, or we eat a certain thing because we know it's good for us. It's about incorporating those kinds of decisions towards your mental health. So, and one of the things is, you know, don't use your phone before bedtime or try to limit your time on social media or maybe, so we know what these things are. 
And I think you're right. I think they're going to become far more habitual than they are because it's all very new still. Yeah, and, and when you look back on it, it's what people did before computers. Mm. So it's for me being happy in your own space, being happy, being empty, as in uh, not worrying or thinking or doing, um, is that, you know, and that's where people have got to get back to. And that's where this frenetic world has taken everyone to. So that when you're doing nothing, you feel guilty for doing nothing um, or that you're worrying about doing nothing or that you're worrying or you're thinking about something where, you know, in actual fact, you know, just simple things, because I'm sure there's lots of listeners out there that have, you know, equally as busy life and a busy life doesn't have to be that, you know, you're in front of the camera and then it, you know, it, 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 it looks like you're very busy. You can be very, you're too busy and be absolutely exhausted with the most important job of the world, having kids or juggling work and kids or juggling health work kids and looking after relatives. We all have relatives and friends that go in and out of illness and serious illness and, and losses and things like that, all of which then you've got to run on the top of your life looking normal, but the bottom of your life is not normal. Mm. Um, and you're struggling. And that's where sort of, you know, things like this, even just doing some of the exercises, like just thinking about your breathing for 30 seconds, you know, in three, hold for four, out for five. Uh, and sometimes, you know, just before a meeting, you know, if I've been, frantic and busy and my brain won't switch off I'll just do that and it'll be 30 seconds or just looking at the sky or just noticing a flower or just making myself notice just these little 10 second pauses you know can make a difference or doing something for yourself I'm you know I'm the worst person Emma the worst person at feeding myself I'll feed everyone else and then it's like why haven't you feed yourself fed yourself and I'll even do things like I can get to a point where I'll I'll make I'll make my lunch because it's lunchtime. Then I'll think, oh, well, I haven't had my breakfast, so I'll put some porridge in. And then I'll walk away and eat neither and go and do another job. <laughs> That's my dyslexic brain coming in. Now, I laugh at myself now because I know what I'm doing. It's like, yeah, I know what you've just done there. So now you need to make a decision to sit down and eat one of those and put one of those in the car to eat later. Mm. And you need to recognize that you didn't have breakfast and you still haven't had lunch. Um, because working funny hours... I have no connotation of breakfast, lunch, dinner. I have, it just doesn't go on my Richter, Richter scale those hours of the day. So I can very easily go and not eat and survive on coffee and then actually eat, you know, grab the wrong food because you're absolutely exhausted. You actually, when you think about it and listeners, when you do QVC, for example, and Ali was there during the years when you used to have the 1am slots. So you could do, you could be in from 7am to 2am and you could be on air a lot of the time. You don't know when you're actually going to get to eat any of these things and you have to, you know, G yourself up and then you, it, it's a complete stop. It's a little bit like you were living the social media roller coaster before social media even existed. That yeah. kind of constantly being on and having to for anyone who's ever picked up their phone at three o'clock in the morning and you suddenly realize you're wide awake because you've seen an email or something's triggered you or whatever it might be you so you've actually got quite a lot of experience of managing that and I wonder whether when you started doing that job when you had those really quite random hours whether you had to put anything in place so that your downtime was properly resting downtime were yeah, you quite selfish yeah, yeah. animals are my savior mm. for absolute savior um 
you know, horses and dogs and, you know, they're what, they're what drive me as in, I have to earn money to pay for them in the initial years. That's what actually kept me working as well as the confidence and the really the, the job satisfaction and the personal satisfaction of helping clients, helping customers, making a difference, all of that. And, and then that just builds and builds and builds, but then can turn around to be a pressure as well because they want you to always help them. And sometimes you just have to say, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm empty. Mm. I, I just need to, you know, disappear um, and feed myself and go to sleep or try and make myself go to sleep. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, but certainly um, in all of those sort of funny hours over the years, because when you don't see me on TV, I might be doing radio or this or now social media or, you know, as you do writing behind the scenes for brands or developing products for brands or, you know, working with big, you know, corporate companies and, and nowadays working all over the world now on Zoom and Teams and things like that. So the hours of Monday to Friday, nine to five are totally out. But my hours were totally out from from age 21 because the first place or main place I ever worked was open you know seven days a week from treatments from eight in the morning till 10 at night and if we had someone that said they wanted a treatment at 12 o'clock and they were paying a big bill they had a treatment at 12 o'clock which was midnight um so yeah those those I wouldn't call it boundaries um but then you did need to be able to to go and do something different and go and do some exercise and go and get some fresh air uh, which really brings me back to anything to do with fresh air, whether it be a walk or open a window or look at daylight through to changing the angle of your desk. You know, a change is as good as a rest. Um, you know, so changing where you put the flowers, changing the angle of the desk so it faces the window or faces a different angle, changing your, your furniture around in your room. That, that, that can be, you know, a change if you're not able to get out and about or things through the pandemic right the way through to change as in go out for a walk, go out to see the horses, go out with the dogs and make sure that you're looking at the dogs and that you're thinking, how are the dogs feeling? You're not actually in your head thinking about work, although that's where my best ideas come from. Emma. <laughs> <laughs> I know this, but actually it's a really good point. A change is as good as a rest. And actually, I think sometimes when I read a lot of these self-help things or it's like uh if you're if you're stressed put boundaries in place or start a new routine or create a schedule actually you can be so overloaded that trying to implement any of those things is just a complete nonsense but what you can do like you say is you can face your desk towards a window or you can put new bed linen on or you can I don't know just do something so that your environment slightly changed and that's much more manageable I love that yeah and also um 
I think you've touched an interesting point there. When you read things like, you know, yeah, you should go to the gym or you should do more of this and you should do more of that. But that whole task is like, but how? But it's, I don't have any time. I can't do that. Or, and then you already feel failed and you haven't even joined the gym yet and you, fa- you feel as if you're failing. Mm-hmm. And it is those little tiny things that will make a difference, um, as you say. That, and, and that's the ones that, that make a difference to me because I can't find big chunks of time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know, very difficult. Even if I take time off, big chunks of time, I'll take time off because I've got to do big chunks of reading or big chunks of work. So for me, it is those little 10 minute walks, fresh air, walk around the garden, change the desk, um, you know, go and, uh, go and have a cup of coffee, but sit outside. Might be cold, don't care, sit outside. You know, sit in a different chair, even. You know, if you sit in the same chair in front of the telly, turn the telly off, put the radio on and sit in a different chair. Again, something different, it's a different mindset. A different mindset is a different mood set. A change is as good as a rest. And all of these little things, I think everyone can appreciate, everyone can do. And, it, and it's these little 10 seconds, 30 seconds, one minutes that can make a big difference that you don't feel as if you are failing. Mm. You don't have to get in a car and spend money and join a gym and take two hours and try to juggle it with family, kids, work, health, and all the other things as well. And then be able to demonstrate results after a period of time. Like yeah. Show, show what you're doing. It's interesting what you say about podcasts as well, because uh, as listeners will know, I talked about the fact that I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety and I felt very helpless for a long time. And then I remember I started listening to Tim Ferriss and Tim Ferriss's whole thing is he uh, interrogates successful people into how they overcame the obstacles and how they got to where they are. And actually tuning into those episodes and listening to people who I would never have come into contact with otherwise at a, at a point in time when I was being really hard on myself in my head, I was saying, you're a failure, you're rubbish. You're going to have to, you're nothing to actually hear really successful people talk about their inner monologue, the things that they overcame. And it genuinely gave me the toolkit or part of a toolkit, obviously therapy helped, but it gave me tools and uh, practices that really helped me. And that's what I think is so wonderful about podcasts is you can literally plug in to someone who is going through, has been through what you're going through or has information that you would like and would like to receive it in a way that you understand and is accessible. Yeah. I mean, that's where sort of, for example, you know, at the, at the beginning of the pandemic where, you know, I was shielding and have a, you know, a lot of health issues um, as well that caused me to be clinically extremely vulnerable, apparently still can't get my head around that one. Um, because when you see me and I'm walking and talking, I look fine. But then when you don't see me, I'm actually not fine. Um, and I know I was in and out of 25 hospitals in the first two or three months of the pandemic and, you know, hitting panic modes in, in the head. Um, and that's where sort of the Oxford Mindfulness, uh, some of they did some free podcasts and I had those on repeat through the night. Um, you know, and you've got to just find something and do something, do something different. If you lie there panicking through the night, silently locked in your own, you know, piece of traffic in your brain, that, that's not helping. You, you know, either get up, do something, go and get a, a, a drink, put a podcast on, um, you know, walk away from that room and then go back to that room. You've got to just change something uh, without actually giving in to not trying to sleep. And then sometimes, you know, through the menopause, things like that. Um, I don't know if you're suffering that one yet. Um, you know, no, being able to work 
without for five or six years, I never slept for more than 40 minutes at a time. Ali. And so then it was also uh, just like, you know, you go through the initial things of panic and like, oh my God, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to look terrible. I'm going to feel terrible. I'm not going to be safe to drive. I'm going to look awful on camera. Um, you know, what am I going to do? And you, you know, the, the, the longer the night goes, the more you get the night sweats, the worse you, that you panic. And then, you know, in the end, doing the mindfulness, because I can't take medication for menopause and things like that. So it's like, okay, this is going to happen, right? going to wake up in 40 minutes. Oh, lovely. I'm, I'm going to go to sleep for 40 minutes. How great. So just totally changed my mindset to then I'd wake up after 40 minutes and I go, great. I got a full 40 minutes. Fab. I'll get another 40 minutes soon. Okay. And, and instead of fighting it then, cause I have always suffered from various types of insomnia is then almost just being grateful for what sleep I got that then stops the panic. Mm. So it's almost like talking myself through it. Um, and then like, Oh, look, that was 55 minutes or gosh, that was an hour. That was amazing. That's fabulous. That's wonderful. That is really good. Let's see if I can do another one. Um, and, and just sort of, it's very difficult sometimes to switch into a positive mindset, but I have to say, I am always a, a glass half full person. So maybe my mindset is easier or I've got, you know, the chemicals in the brain that can switch it if I can recognize it. And, you know, some people it's harder for them to switch to recognize that. And I'm not saying it's easy for anyone, but it is more difficult or easier for some people in some situations, but it's, it's the little tiny changes. It's not the big, you know, I'm, I must go for a jog or I must join a gym or I must go to, you know, a yoga. I must, I, Emma, I must go to yoga. It should be very good for me. I don't have the time to do it. I've got the outfit and I've got the mat. <laughs> oh, right. yoga outfits. Yeah, I've got several outfits. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Actually, I remember what you're saying is so brilliant because also I remember a little while ago, somebody saying, imagine every time you leave the house that everything that you see, think of a film where it, it's slightly magical and everything that you see and everything that happens is for you. Now, obviously we get into a quite weird realm of narcissism but just imagine that everything is happening for your benefit the world is is on your side so for example you go to the coffee shop and there's a massive queue so instead of thinking oh I'm gonna have to wait ages for my coffee think this this is the world giving me five minutes to just like look on my phone or look up at the sky if I'm queuing outside as we are at the moment this is giving me a little bit of time to learn patience or whatever it might be and think, oh, this has happened for me. So I've got to take notice. And I have to be really honest. When I was told that it really, it changed something because I could, because I think it's very easy to go out and a train is delayed. And you think, oh, and you, you can build up so much irritation very, very quickly when you go out into the outside world. But if you just think everything that happens, everything that I see, everyone I bump into, that's, that's been designed for my benefit. I think it, it plays to what you were saying about having yeah. that positive mindset that can flip. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a great way of putting it because I'll sometimes, you know, feel as if, you know, if everything, you know, I, I absolutely hate being late for anything. Absolutely hate it. I, I am early and at worst case scenario, I'm on, I'm on time, very worst case scenario. Mm. Um, but I will, there's an element of me that wants to panic wherever I'm going because something may happen 
that may make me late. And it is, it is then taking all of those things on board. And I'm normally 99.9% of the time of my life never late. So why am I worrying about it? Mm. Um, and then if it is that I've got there and too many things are going in my head and I've got too many jobs going on in my head and too many people I've got a phone or email or at the moment I've got 1,700 1, emails on there. Yeah, 1,778 emails. Alison Young. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. I'll start singing in a minute. Um, and you've just got to take that moment. And sometimes, and uh, you know, it might be I might be sat in a car park waiting to go into TV or waiting to go into a meeting or into a brand. I'm like, okay, right. Just feel the ground underneath your feet. Sat in the car. Take a couple of those deep breaths. Just switch switch off. Thirty seconds. One minute will buy you hours because it puts you in a calmer place and you can get through everything. And it's almost like just just giving yourself permission to be calm, even if it's just to, to begin with 30 seconds of calm or a minute of calm, you know, change something, feeling frenetic. I keep going back to this frenetic because that's what my brain is like. It's my, I have a dyslexic, crazy, fabulous brain, thinks in different ways and different brain patterns, um, but it can work against you. And sometimes I've just got to, I've got to make my brain empty or make my brain stop. Um, and that's where I'll go in the shower and I might disappear in the shower at the weirdest times of day or night. And I'll use every shower gel that I own. I'll be <laughs> no left. And every shower gel that I own has got a different texture and a different smell. And when I go into the shower, I'm still doing loads of things in my brain, this email, that meeting, this about the dog, horse bandage, this about family, you know, this needs to be done on the house, that needs, car needs a service, when's the wheel going to go flat, it blew out last week again, all of these things are going, must do doctor's appointment, must do a vet's appointment, you know, must get back to that company, all of these things are going in my head at the beginning of the shower, and then every product that I use has a different smell, a different texture, I'll make myself, okay, what does this smell like? And I'll actually smell the shower gel first. What does this feel like? What does the foam feel like? And by the time I come out of the shower, my brain has become empty and I'm just focusing on the smells and the aromatherapy. Being an aromatherapist, I've switched my brain back into aromatherapy and essential oil mode, which has then emptied my space and I come out a better person. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Well, I was going to say, we surely beauty would be one of your habits but there you just said that actually and it, it's lovely it's a lovely way of using beauty because like we can say we can go and buy a nice banging new lipstick and love that or do our hair but actually appreciating the texture and those those scents and aromas and using those not only to obviously have the uh the benefits of hydrating your skin and cleaning your body but also using those aromas to actually send to you is really smart yeah. And just and fill your brain up with something. It's almost like you can fill your brain up with something else, but something else that's good for you. So even if it's just your cleanser in front of the mirror, you know, so many people, you know, frenetic and, you know, busy. We we take the cleanser for granted. I was taking off makeup, uh, rub it on the face, take it off with a flannel. Off we go. Now put a moisturizer on, brush the teeth. What are you doing with the kids? What's for work? What time is it now? And that's what's going through your brain. But if you can stop and then actually make yourself think of the cleanser, okay, and, and, and even talk yourself through it, mm. actually vocalize it. I'm putting the cleanser in my hand now. I'm warming it in my hands. I'm massaging on my face. And actually say this to yourself in the mirror to begin with, to train yourself. Uh, and now I'm massaging on the face. And, uh, and if, how does it feel? Or it feels quite creamy. Or now it's changing texture. Now I'm going to add water to it. You're emptying your brain of 
the the buzz or the you know the crap or the things that are depressing you or the things that are making you um too frenetic uh, or the things that you can't deal with at the moment you might not be able to deal with them because they're not possible to be dealt with you know you're worrying about a decision that can't be made yet something like that so then all of that is your stop you've just got to take moments or seconds to help your brain stop and beauty for me is therapy. That's what a beauty therapist is. And it's probably never really, it's taken years to come to that. And I don't know why the word beauty therapy was ever used or whether we're coming back in full circle that as a beauty therapist, that's what our titles are originally. That's what you, you train is as a title, but it is that everyone's beauty, you know, men's grooming and not just beauty in a, you know, beauty is a, a multi-gender situation. It's not just a, a female connotation is that, you know, putting that lipstick on, using that cleanser, shaving, going in the shower, let's go down to basics, brushing your teeth. It is all for you. Mm. And so if you can take that moment for you and accept that you're doing it for you, and if you need to talk yourself through it while you're doing it, that is giving you space that you then just 30 seconds or a minute adds up each day. And those spaces, those full stops, make life easier and make everything else more you can cope with everything else more you can sleep better more you can enjoy everything more oh these are wonderful Alison thank you so much they've been so brilliant and so practical as well and I think breaking them down like you say we can all have habits so we can all try and implement new things but actually so much so much of what you've said is stuff that's so accessible and could be I could go and do them all right now if I wanted and it wouldn't mean taking the afternoon off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or joining a gym or spending money, because I think that's where if there's barriers, you just can't, you know, it's the majority of people just can't do it. If there's, if there's barriers there of money or time, if you take, there are things you can do for yourself that don't cost money. And if we can break it down to seconds, don't take time or there's something you're doing already now, just do it for yourself a bit better, like talking yourself through your own treatment at home. That's so, so brilliant. And listeners, the links to Ali and obviously the link to that book will be in the show notes because I'll be sharing that because like I said, it's on my sofa waiting for me for when I finished all my other work research and I can finally give myself permission to read for recreation. But you recommended it to me last week and it arrived the next day. So I'm so excited to read it. But all of the links to that and to Alison Young, the doyen of beauty will be in the show notes. But Alison, thank you so much for coming back. Oh, well, thanks very much for inviting you. And thanks for all that you share and that and how you help everyone, you know, including me listening to your podcast as well. Oh, thank you. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. 
Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.